Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom podcast. Today, we are covering season five, episode seven, titled The Gift. It was written by D&D, David Benioff, and D.B. Weiss, and it was directed by Miguel Sapochnik, who goes on to be a very prominent director in this show. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Yeah, this is the first episode directed by Miguel Sapochnik. Uh, and that is a name that you will recognize as it is attached to all of the all-time greats. Uh, Hard Home, Battle of the Bastards, Winds of Winter, The Battle of Winterfell, uh, The One Beyond the Wall, um, The Bells. All the big fucking action ones are Miguel Sapochnik. Okay. And it actually kind of surprised me when he popped up as the name on this one because he is not typically um, the... You know, this one wasn't very action. I mean, I guess we had That's the pit. True. You know, we had the fighting That's, pit. But That's kind of it for action. Yeah, he usually does the epic shit. And I, I want to correct myself. He did not do Beyond the Wall. Uh, but he also did three episodes of House of the Dragon season one with the mm-hmm. uh, premiere, the princess and the queen, and Driftmark. So some really strong episodes. Mm. But yeah, got some goodies under his belt. Sapochnik. And uh, this was a, this was a goodie. It's a good way to start his uh, his reign in Game of Thrones, if you will. How are you feeling about this one? You know, I'm just wondering who got the the biggest gift this episode. Mm. I was wondering, you know, didn't the it's spoken in the episode from or from Tyrion saying mm. that he's the gift to Daenerys. I'd say Samuel Tarly though uh, got got the the greatest gift of this episode. I don't know if there's ever been a more um like a- accurate portrayal of losing your virginity you know like uh the uh, you know whenever he's she's like am i hurting you and he goes and he like shakes his head really fast and then she's like is this okay and he nods like really fast uh and then just the oh, oh my you know oh my, oh my. yep <laughs> dude was on cloud nine i'm Bro, saying samuel uh... tarley is the winner of this episode because i mean other gifts Guess like you know Cersei. No, uh, I'd say the High Sparrow got another gift, mm. another another person high power in their grasp. Uh, let's see who else. Um, I think that'd probably be about it. I don't know. Aemon was given the sweet gift of death. This is true. Yeah, only two Targaryens remain. Um, after this episode, it's is that true. is that correct? Is True, I believe two? so. Possibly a third with some Pretty theory. sure, too. 
pretty sure too. You know what Barris, I'm realizing? Dude, Barris is my sleeper Targaryen. Bro, we He's, haven't seen him in forever. Barris? Yeah. Wait, what the fuck happened to Varys? He yeah, was with Tyrion, and then he got yeah, kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. So. I know. Do we ever learn like what's going on right now? Because no, he eventually sure makes he it to, to. I'm pretty sure he just yeah. goes to Marine, and he he's like, oh. meeting up with Tyrion there. He's like, oh, you're already with her. What the? Mm-hmm. How'd you, how did that happen? He's like, I was literally just heading straight here. How did you get here before me? Or, yeah, right. What? Wow, wait. Does Tyrion? Yeah. Because Tyrion's with her now. Because I'm, ima- I'm imagining he sticks, sticks with Daenerys from this point on. Yeah, they don't. I don't and think Varys they leave each other's sight particularly. Is Varys chilling in Marine whenever they He's like? Probably get back. already there. Yeah, that would be my money. That'd be, but we'll probably see next episode. Mm. Um, I absolutely love that. There's just no mention anything of Bran. It's just like, dude. Dude, and it's unbelievable how they left that story, too. It's like, here's the weirdest fantasy shit we'll ever give you. We're going to dive deep into some weird, weird shit and then ghost you for an entire season. Mm. Like, no mention whatsoever. I I just, I think that's hilarious. I don't know why. I, I actually don't know the behind-the-scenes story there. I don't know whether or not, like, because is the idea that he's just... He's just training, right? He's just with the three-eyed raven. Um, I guess. Yeah, it's he's like... But what... Tr- Is it just... I don't know. I re- Yeah, I really don't know. I um, mean, uh, the other option... with the idea, just in the Bran first place. was uh, Isaac Hempstead right? when we see him again... Oh, dude went through puberty. That is a uh, that that is a child who has grown up, you know. Um, yeah. So maybe this the process of the season, the filming of it was kind of like, okay, well, you're accelerating in growth really quickly, and we can't make that. <laughs> like, we cannot dude, make that coherent, you know. Yeah, you're, the fuck, slow down! Like, yeah, we're, we're running a show here. The time's not moving this fast in the show, dude. Yeah, right. Like, chill, chill out. Um, yeah, I don't know. You gotta I, give that illusion. Of of nope. time past, you know, so that he's got to get left out for a season. But regardless, like, uh, th- frankly, I, while I would love to see Bran during this period, he wouldn't be doing like what they do at the beginning of season six with him is all they'd be doing in season five. Um, and I think what season six shows is that it doesn't require that much time to get across, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It could be could be more like quicker into the flashbacks and stuff and we could have just seen more random shit you know they can go anywhere anytime you know that's that's story writing heaven right there if you want that's true that's true Um, so yeah regardless we do we do have plenty of great characters at present and this episode takes us almost everywhere except there um this and it's uh yeah it's pretty strong, you know. We get a little Stannis, we get a little bit of John in the Wall, we get a little bit of uh, King's Landing, we get a little bit of Daenerys and Dario and no, Jorah Arya. and Tyrion. And I'd say Arya is probably the most prevalent. Arya, there you go. Check in with, I'd yeah, say no, that's no Bravos, no Bravos this week. But uh, when we get yeah. back there, it'll be a lot of fun. But regardless, if you're ready, mm. I'll take us on in at the Wall, oh. wherein John is departing. For hard home with Tormund and a group of rangers. Loved the whole, like, 
Tormund getting his cuffs taken off, and he's like, "Yeah, what's up, yeah. bitches? Anybody want to step to me right now? You know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, who who wants his hands up like in the air? Like he's like, yeah, yeah. like what up? You know, or kind of yeah. like kind of at the same time showing everyone like I'm cool. You know, he's yeah, like, like it's cool, but, it's cool. But now, but I, if y'all want to step to me, like come on, try me. Yep. Um, no, yeah. Here. After he, he's, John talks to Sir Alistair Thorne for a brief moment. You know, he goes, First Ranger, you have the wall." And he's like, uh, Lord Commander, sir, must advise you against this as this is a smite on everything we've ever stood for, sir. Um, <laughs> and John is like, acknowledged. But, uh, as always, I appreciate your input. Gotta go. You know, uh, loved that. Uh, and then the goodbye with Sam is also very sweet. You know, they don't see each other for a while after this. Yeah. Um, oh, because I'm pretty sure. Sam leaves for the Citadel before John gets back. I think. Really? I'm pretty sure. It might it might be the first thing John does when he gets back is send Sam to the Citadel. Um mm. but I think because of Eamon's death, the wall needs a new maester. Oh. They send him to the Citadel to be because he's got Gilly. He needs to get out of there anyway. You know, like that that whole thing, like the the stuff is not it's it's not tenable. So he's gotta get the fuck out of there. But so this is their last interaction for a while, I'm pretty sure. Um hey. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even really think about it like that. Yeah. Um, but uh Yeah, before they leave, Sam gives John some dragon glass. He's like, uh, this is what I used to kill the White Walker. Um hopefully you don't need it. He's like, uh, yeah, I hope I don't either, but shit, man. Uh, and I was just having a tough time remembering how I felt watching this for the first time. Like, was I of the mind we were building towards a confrontation between the White Walkers and them? Or, because I don't think I was. I think when they show I, up next episode, it's like, oh. Yeah. To me, it was a total surprise to me. I was not, I was not cued in. Um, right. I don't know. I thought it was just a safety measure, you know, at the most at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's just, they're going to be on the wall. You do need that if you're going north of the wall. Sam knows that's what killed him. It's like, yeah, here you go, bud. It's not, it's not really much use here. It's more useful for you. Yeah. uh, Beyond the wall. And yeah, no, I did not expect the Night King. um, Yeah. (laughs) The White Walker, the main one, the the guy who runs the ship, you know, uh, did not see that one coming. It's a big boom um, right there. Yeah. Yeah, but one, uh, you know, like maybe like one they run into and then they kill one because they have the the dragon glass with them, but not like. But all that. The. No, just the guy. Like no baby. Yeah. Damn. I have tasted the Dornishman's wife. I have. Sorry, go ahead. Thank you. Yes, I was waiting for this. I was waiting for. Um. The song. I don't know why it popped into my head. It's not this part, like even close. But I know. Just... Yeah, you're right. Not even close. Uh, it's the furthest away from Dorn uh, that yeah. that we are in right now. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> but uh, maybe Bravos, I guess, could be. Well, uh, I don't know where they are in Essos with all oh, Marine. I, yeah, true. Probably further, but in the same continent. Yeah, uh, furthest we could be. But man, no, that was satisfying to hear the. For all men must die, and I've tasted the Dornishman's wife. I have, I've tasted the Dornishman's wife. I was like, oh, bro can sing. I think it's my line, you know, because that's that's fair game. That's a line. 
yeah, in the show. Um, it's either that or um, I actually have two others uh, that we'll get to. Yeah, uh, that's possibly yeah. one of them. But yeah, I'll, I'll save more of the Dornishman's wife for later. Oh, but uh, it was a treat. Yes. Oh, love love it. Jerome Flynn. Love that guy. But uh, after uh, after this, after this parting, Sam and Gilly visit Maester Raymond, who is bedridden and dying. Oh, he is going to die. Um, Gilly brings her baby little Sam for him to hold and cheer him up a little. And Eamon happily notes that her son has a laugh just like Egg, her, his little brother, uh, when oh, he was a baby. And Sam explains, you know, his brother was the king at one point. Um, and in a moment of clarity, Eamon gravely warns Gilly that she and her son must leave the wall while they still can before winter comes and the White Walkers with it. And the couple stays as Eamon's condition steadily deteriorates during the night and he fades in and out of consciousness. And Gilly urges Sam to get some sleep while she watches over Eamon as she predicts that he'll have to conduct the funeral in the daytime. And Sam insists on being there for the old maester who's always been there for him. And near the end, Eamon wakes up deliriously. He says, Egg, I had a dream that I was an old man. A dreamer. The Targaryens and their dreams, Okay. Okay. Yeah. What is up with the Targaryen dreams? And I love that Aemon's is just that he grew old, you know? Dying of natural causes in this universe? Honestly, this... This might be the only natural cause death in the entire show. I don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> as far dude, yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, it actually. I can't think of another. It is the only natural cause death in the show. Like we, I don't think we've had one. There might no. be eventually, but I don't think so, dude. No, I think this is this is it. You like, know, it we don't have another. Old, I, old I, character, you know, it'd like have this to is be some one-off episode, yeah, something like that. Like, nah, no, no, yeah, is... everybody in this show is murdered. Yeah, no, hundred percent, they are it, killed, dude. Eamon has the best death in all of Game of Thrones. Like, dude, probably and that's, true. That's all, his dude. It, was, I got, so. I got emotional watching this. You know, that's the, again. We've talked about this week after week. Man. The format with which we are covering the show has made every little character that much sweeter. You know, like it happened with Barristan a couple weeks back, and it happened here with Eamon again. Where like, Man, two, I, you know, the first time it, I watched this, what's that? Two legends. Yep. that we lost very losing much. a couple in season yeah. five here. You know, I, uh, I just that the 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 delivery there it, in the way that. You know, in his head, what he's seeing is his brother Egon, mm-hmm. and likely as he saw him last. You know, like a, it's a long time, long time ago. You know, woke up. I had a dream that I was an old man. Is that a memory? Was he reciting something he has said before to Egon? Uh, and that it was his dream from the actual beginning was just him being an old man. Yeah, I mean, like, that could that could certainly be the case. I don't take it to be so. I think Egg is dead. He's greeting him in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. I had a dream. I had a dream that I was an old man. So as he enters, as he enters the gates, so to say, he sees his brother and he mm-hmm. tells him, 
Yeah. I have a dream I grew old, you know? Like uh Yeah, I mean it could be the reason he turned down the title and decided to 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 go away. You know, he knows kings don't grow old. Mm. Um, it talk about natural cause deaths. Uh, I'd say kings are bottom of that list. Um, That's fair. Growing old is very tough. Viserys grew pretty old. He did. Not, not really natural. Uh, that was more of an accelerated. Death. Yeah, stuff stuff went downhill for him quick. Um, but like Varys was a dreamer, you know. He Viserys, talked yeah, about, talked about his his dreams. I forgot what was what was his dream. Just the he saw he saw his child upon the throne with That's a. That's right. That's right. Yeah, with a crown upon his head and. He mm-hmm. continued to not have sons, so he just, you know, like that was the thing is that he continued to not have sons. Right. Yeah, but Amon's is simple. Just, it, it's probably not even that in the first place. It's probably not even the the Targaryen dream thing. But I don't know. I'm a, I'm a every time a Targaryen mentions or says yeah, the dream. word dream, it's like yeah. a, a radar goes off in the back of my head. I like, uh, I like the idea that. You know, maybe I did this. None of this even occurred to me in the moment. But now that we're talking about it, the mm-hmm. idea that Egon was a dreamer. And this is him trying to be like, I had a dream, too. I had a dream that I grew old, you know, like it's uh, maybe uh-huh. his brother always told him about these dreams he had and stuff. And then at the end, he got to tell him about this dream he had. You know, I had mm-hmm. a dream that I grew old. Um. That could be. I mean, regardless, it's a it's a it's a moving last sentiment. You know, the last thing he says on screen in the the mm-hmm. smash cut to him on top of the funeral pyre. Oh, dude! As uh, Sam eulogizes Aemon here, declaring for all to hear so that it was so good too. It was so. It was good. the blood of the dragon, and now his fire has gone out. But now his watch has ended. Uh, nice. Very close to my line there. Um, yeah. He was the blood of the dragon, but now his fire has gone out. Could have, could have. Like, does everyone know like who he is, and and all, or is it really only like? uh, It's a good question. I I doubt that's common knowledge, you know, amongst Castle Black. But you know, there were probably a few people there who were like, "Oh shit, Blood of the Dragon, huh?" This man. I was wondering that. Like, he could have really gone into the sauce and be like, "Yeah, he this this guy right here turned down." Being the king mm. of the seven kingdoms to be here and be a ma- like be a maester. Yeah, like. maybe it's known that he was a Targaryen, but it's not known that he was the eldest and that he was he was supposed to be king and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't mm. put it past like Sir Alistair Thorne to know that sort of thing, you know, yeah. like uh, hmm. you know, because yeah. Gior definitely knew. You know, that's not. Yeah, there I mean, he told Sam and John, but that's just because like. He hardly he just kind of trusted them. I'm assuming anybody he's ever trusted, he kind of just told, you know, like uh Yeah, yeah but, like uh, check It's this also not out. like he was hiding it. It's just that when you're in the Night's Watch, your family name doesn't matter that much. So like uh True. Every once in a while he just kind of be like, "Did you know I could have been king?" You know, like that. He's <laughs> like, "Look at me now," you know, that sort of thing. Wild, wild story, by the way. Um hmm. You won't believe it. Could have been on the Iron Throne. Anyway, now I'm here reading books and sending ravens. We got um, some wild shots during this funeral, too. I mean, like, 
gorgeous shots. That's not what I mean, though. Uh, there are, uh, there's a shot to one, like, side of the funeral, and I know it's Westeros and stuff, and so this kind of stuff happens. There's a giant section of the Night's Watch that is, like, 15 years old. Wait, what? I They're, like, not- kids. Um, I did not notice this at all. Yeah, and like I mean, it's a it's a quick cut. It is to a portion of the ceremony. I would guess there's at least ten kids in the shot that are like fifteen what? to eighteen. Like they are young. They look young. Um, what? That is very strange. Yeah, like older than Ollie, but younger than John when he got there. You know, like that kind of range. Wow. Yeah. I- I did not notice this at all. And it's after, like, Sam's given his eulogy? It's during the eulogy. I'm oh. not sure exactly when. Yeah. There's some young lads there. There's some di- there's some little dudes, you know? Uh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. I did not notice that at all. Yeah, no, I mean, some, some kids just get sent to the fucking wall. And Eamon. Uh, I was, uh, that's all I cared about in this moment. I just thought it was really cool, like, to show the youngest members of the Night's Watch kind of while the eulogy for the far and away the oldest kind of happened. I thought that was yeah. interesting. But, uh, that's true. Uh, regardless, after now lost a oh, uh, whole oh, generation, yeah. you know, no, no one else is even close to him. Really. No, yeah, not even remotely. Like, I guess the next oldest member at Castle Black is Alistair Thorne, and he's like, <laughs> He's got to be 40 to 50 years younger, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, Slink could have been older, but probably not. And he got his head chopped no. off. So. Well, and like, it's, it's, it's already a marvel that he lived that long at all. There were people who were Eamon's age in the Night's Watch. Mm. You know, like there had to be. It's not like there was a stretch of years where he was the only one sent there. It's the fact that he lived to 100 yeah. years old or whatever the fuck. Like, that's... Yeah. I guess, I guess there's not. that other dude that was running for Lord yeah, Commander. Yeah, but he's not at Castle Black. He's down. Uh, he's down the road a ways. True. Yeah. He's a a copycat. Mm-hmm. Castle, you know, not not a. Yeah, not their main shit. Know. I wonder if they view him as like you know different, like oh, yeah, lesser know. than because they're not a Castle Black. You're not at Castle Black, dude. Okay, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, like yet the cat. I don't know. I guess it's just the capital, really, kind of sort of thing. yeah, kind of capital of the wall headquarters. I don't know what you want to call it, but... Yeah. Uh, oh, but regardless, after the eulogy, Sir Alistair leans into Sam and is like, man, all your friends are going away, huh? And right, uh, Yeah, and uh know you're sad and all, but hey, buddy, maybe be a little more afraid at night yeah. now. Oh! Yep. John's gone. Eamon's gone. Gior's gone. You're fucked. Sam you and Pip went with John, I believe. Um... So like yeah, like really nobody, nobody. Who went with John? I think Sam and is it Sam and Pip? Maybe Gren or no? Gren's dead. Gren's dead. Pip's dead. Uh, Dolores Ed. Dolores Ed. That's it. Dolores Ed went with John. Gren and Pip both died at the Battle of the Wall. That's true. They are dead. Um, So yeah, they're also dead. There you go. They're also gone. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and we very quickly learn why this is no good for Sam, as after this all, Gilly is attacked in the dining hall by two other brothers who are very clearly intent on uh, sexually assaulting her. And 
Sam does his best, you know, he stands up for her. You, you don't lay a hand on her and he tries, but he gets his shit rocked, uh, very, very badly. It is nothing but bad shit for Sam here, but the sheer will on the man. It- Back up. He got back up, dude. That was the moment, you know, when you're like, you know what, Sam? I fuck with you, dog. You know, like, uh. At that moment, he got the character nod, and there was no yep. one else who was getting it. I'm like, oh my fucking god, let's go, Sam Will Tarly. And then he put the cherry on top, mm. um, afterwards. But no, this, this, yeah. this moment was awesome. You know, he's like, and then he's like, I killed a white walker. I killed a thin. I can take I you. I think I'll take I'll, I'll I'll take my chances with you. Is yeah. what he says, and I'm like, "All right, Sam, let's fucking go." You know, give him, give him thirty more seconds. He's passing out. But during this during this moment right here, oh come on, it was no, yeah, baller. I would have gone with Sam as well, but I checked what you had going on, and I went a different Got direction to, to spread the love. Gotcha. Um, yeah, um, but man, but Sam, this is a Sam episode, man. Like this is. Samwell is on one and uh you know mm-hmm. Gilly is quite appreciative of his efforts and we'll get to that in a moment yes. after uh you know Sam is saved he's still got one friend left at the wall you know I loved ghost this pulling up bro Oh dude I forgot about that yes yeah. uh got to love that yeah I mean ghost you you hear the I mean and, Oh fuck! You don't fuck with a dire. Them boy. getting scared and Sam being like, "Yeah, yeah that's me." And he like looks inside, like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah." You don't fuck with the dire wolf, I guess. John knows, you know. John yeah. knows that his friend's in danger, so he's like, "All right, Snowboy, let Ghost him get beat up. up. Let him get beat up. Let him know that his will <laughs> is still strong. But then come in at the last second and get mm-hmm. him, buddy. You got get him." Ah um, uh, man, yeah, that was good stuff. That was good stuff, but. uh yeah, shout out to Ghost. Almost my character for this reason. Dang, um, could have been. Could have been, oh. could have been. You know what? I'm going to give it to him. I'm going <laughs> to give my character to Ghost. Uh, I'm going to do it. Actually, we any chan- yeah, yeah. Let's go. I, I was only not going with Sam to spread the love, but uh, my character go. that I had also got my performance. So I'm going to spread the love a little more. Um, Damn I'm gonna give my ghost. character to Ghost. We don't give Ghost many character nods, and uh, I think he deserves it. This was a good one for him. He does. Um, he does deserve this one. This is a, he's a I good do have boy. another that could probably be a more serious, uh, you know, choice. But I love Ghost. I'm gonna go with Ghost. Um, I love that. That's awesome. Oh yeah. And if that's Fuck the only yeah, one ghost. he ever gets, I don't know that. I mean, I'm Sam glad. is fucking dead. He saved Sam and Gilly's lives here. This is true. And the life of little Sam. Changed yep. the course of history by being there, you know? So I'm going to give it to Ghost. This is true. I did mm-hmm. not realize the true importance of Ghost here. Sam will need to live, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cures Jorah, Jorah, Jor, Jor, um, hello. Cures Jor. What the hell? Holy shit. Jorah, I, we've been talking about Gior more than we ever have. Lately, I know. So. Father and son name. Just, I guess, too freaking close. But uh, Grayscale cures him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Becomes else the Grand Maester of King's Landing. This is true. That is the ultimate. Yeah, I mean, Samwell and in, in Ghost. That's a that's a badass. It's a good episode. That's a good episode of there. there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Gilly is quite appreciative of his efforts. You know, mm-hmm. tends to his wounds, helps him with his injuries. Um. 
And mm. she's like, you know what? Tonight's the night. Let's do this thing. And Sam, <laughs> his little, <laughs> you, know. Yeah. you know, I mean, God, dude was probably in so much pain. Gotta imagine. But that, I don't Makes think it all was, worth it. I don't think he was feeling much pain in this <laughs> moment. Um, yeah, no, like he makes a point, you know, she, he like, he like winces and then she's like, am I hurting you? And he goes, no, 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 it's it's more of like yes, but no way I'm telling you to stop right oh, now. Oh yeah, for know, sure. Like, yeah, like it's, it's like oh, it's it, a grave deal of pain. I am just hurting, but you yourself know uh, no, you it are is not, not your fault by yes, any means. That that's and I'd uh, be a fool to get you up off me right now. Um, yeah. But yeah. that concludes the story at the wall. Um, I was close to picking that for my scene as well. It was just a real. It was just. Mm-hmm. Like Masande and Grey Worm, like these two, we don't get many of these relationships. Good. It's a natural death and a good, you know. Good. And we got, like, uh, after a few episodes of just terrible, terrible, sh- especially good. last episode with mm-hmm. a terrible ending, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, we got yep. this, and then we get Daenerys and Dario later, and it's like, oh, thank you, you know? Dude. Thank you. Dude. Um, yeah. We'll get there. But yeah. In the north, at Winterfell, Reek brings food to Sansa. Sophie Turner, a top contender for performance this week for me. Did not get it, but Ooh. she was very close. Um, She's like, Theon. And he's like, nope, not me. Not me. Couldn't be me. I'm, Re- I'm Reek. So, sorry. Um, mm. She's like, yeah. So, I've been locked in this room ever since our wedding, and I'm visited by Ramsay every night, and he... She trails off. Um, and frankly, you know what? Last episode could have ended with Ramsey being like, Reek, shut the door. Shuts the door, cuts to black. This is the first scene we see. Enough and you get the idea. Context, you know? yeah. You get everything you need to know. Right I don't need I don't need to hear or see that. You know, I don't need that. That's fair. That's Just very don't. fair. Yeah. I mean, you get it. You're, I mean, you, you kind of knew it was bad, but then you see her and you're like, oh my God. She's you're got like, bruises oh, up and down uh, her arm, you know, like it's, uh, nothing's good. Nothing's good. Yeah. Um, and Reek's like, uh, you should just do what he says or he could do some terrible things to you. And she's like, it can't be worse. And Reek's like, oh, it could be. Oh, it could be. It could be worse. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, he tries to leave, but Sansa grabs him and reminds him that he is Theon Greyjoy. He owes her this. He did all this stuff. So you have to do this. Inform them, inform the people, you know. Take mm-hmm. this candle up to the highest tower over there. And someone's going to come help me, apparently. Apparently I have friends in the north. So go take, and then the camera choice, watching him walk, like, look at the tower, walk up this winding set of stairs and then to reveal that he's going to see Ramsey fucking guts you, you know, you're like, God damn it. Um, you know, man. Oh, hmm. Oh, he didn't go to that tower. Oh I no. Ramsey was up in that tower. No, oh, no, 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 no. And then, Oh wait, 
So that's how the old one. He didn't just somehow know no. this. He took it straight to Ramsey and told him. Oh. Clear some stuff up there for you. Because I was like, I'm like, because then you see, we see this old lady, you know, the old lady that was like that, that informed song. You have friends. Yeah. You and, still have friends in the North. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got it. You know, Reek told me about it, you know, so, so I got from her to blah, 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 blah. I figured out, you know, all the shit. And I'm like, but I'm, it, it always confused me. I'm like, how did he know before though? How is this dude mm. just chilling up there? And then my thought was like, is he just a freak and he likes to sit where like Bran got pushed out the window and like, right. No. Yeah. It's just a camera trick to make you think he's going up the tower, but he's actually going up the floor to his room. Yeah. That makes way more sense. Oh, yeah. Dude, I feel Because there's like that little music swell where like he's about to, and then he opens the door and you see Ramsey and it like cuts out, you know, like it's, it's very, I, like that's an understandable mistake because they do so much to make you think that's where I mean, he is. He did go up a spiral staircase. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's I'm, all you really like, need. I'm thinking, uh, like, oh, this is this is just the same tower. Yeah. Uh, no, I, makes guess, sense, I guess he did okay. They make it clear by Ramsey having a candle lit there, and mm. then in the window, Brienne is still seeing it be dark the yeah. whole time. Like, the candle is lit. And I'm like, wait a minute. Because I, I was also thinking that I'm like, hold on a minute. Do you really got to light the candle, like, right in the windowsill for it to be seen i'm like is it like you can't you know i'm like damn oh whatever um so yeah, yeah the, makes... the the cut over to brienne looking in the window and not seeing anything yeah a lot more sense also important okay. um but yeah later on sansa is taken to see ramsey on the ramparts and they're still under construction and while he is distracted sansa grabs a corkscrew lying on a nearby barrel and pockets it she's like let me use this one day we'll see about it Ramsey's like, you cannot believe how happy I was when I saw you. You know, I was worried. I was worried sick that I was going to have a fat, ugly, beastly woman of a wife. Um, but here you are. Wow, you're wonderful. Um, so how about this? I'm going to defeat Stannis's army since they're soldiers, unlike Stannis's, are trained to fight in the snow. And one day I'll be Lord of Winterfell and you'll be Warden of the North. And Sansa's like, what about your stepmom and her baby? Yeah, wait a minute. What's up with that, Ramsey? You know, she finally, finally got something. Finally got her, yeah, her little, little opening, little dagger in. You know, like, oh, what, He's what about like, that? No matter. Uh, I've been legitimized under the eyes of the king. Sansa's oh, really? like Tom and Baratheon, another bastard. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ramsey's like, oh, does give kind okay. of a cool line, you know. Like a John, he's like bastards can rise high in this world. Yeah, like your like your brother John Snow, and then I'm like, oh, Lord man. Commander of the Night's Watch, and seeing Sansa kind of be like, oh, you know, like, uh, goddamn, that feels like it was kind of fast, you know. I mean, like, it's it <laughs> usually takes. It. I'd imagine it usually takes longer than what? How long do we think this show has been? Three years, Max. four years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If that, okay. you know, no, like it's a. I'd say it, an, a normal Night's Watch Lord Commander reign. Like, I'd say it goes on sometimes for decades, you know? Mm hmm. 
Like, well, and it probably doesn't start until you've been there for a decade. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like Alistair Thorne, that's probably the average age of like whenever you become. Yeah. Like he is the boy who became king, kind of, you know, like that's what, that's what John's got going on. He's yeah, like, boy. uh, he's the young man who's going to take shit and like Climb he, as of now, if he were to, if the Night's Watch was to go smoothly and he was to live a long, full life, he would be Lord Commander of the Night's Watch for 60 fucking years. That's you crazy. know, like, uh. Yeah. That that's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. There's not like elections. It's not like he has a four year term. Um. Well, he does get killed one time. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if his watch has ended. I don't know if his chances are good to last that long. No. Yeah. Um, but if he were to. I mean, people just aren't uh, on his level, you know, they just, yeah. they don't understand. He's and, a, pro- he, you know, he's a progressive, you know, he wants to make change. He wants to push things forward. He wants equality for all. He's things you know? clearly, John, mm-hmm. you know, he, he sees reality. He's not, he's not blinded by previous prejudice. He recognizes a threat. He knows what needs to be done to, to try their best against oh, yeah. said threat. Yeah. And, Nobody else even gives a shit. And it's like, y'all have, that's what blows my mind about the Night's Watch. I understand that the wildlings are like, they're your, his, you know, your ancient enemy. But dude, it's the fucking army of the dead. You know, like it, and you've all seen it. Every one of them has seen it. It's not like it's some secret. They fought them. Every single one of them? Probably not every single one of them, but Alistair. Yeah, so the survivors that made it back from that the horde. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then a fucking, because that was Mance's army with the giants. I thought that was the, the. Uh, yeah, Dolores my... Ed saw it. Gren saw it. You know, like all of them. I don't think Alistair was there. Maybe that's why he's so fucking like pompous and doesn't really believe it. But mm-hmm. regardless, um. Hmm. Yeah, John's just John's just in the right for wanting to bring the wildlings yeah. down. It's just it's just a no brainer. But yeah. regardless, Ramsey then brings up why he summoned her. He's like, oh yeah, that reminds me. Um, so check this out. Um, flayed a woman. That woman. Yep, that woman. You know her. Um, Sansa Sophie Turner's performance in this moment was pretty oh fucking God. incredible. Yeah. Um, Lord, just. She thought she finally had like the one up too. Mm-hmm. You know, she finally had a one up, and then just bam! Oh yeah, let me show you something real quick, Sansa. Fuck, get your fuck, dude. Yeah, Reek told me everything. Look at that. How you doing? This dude is um, insane. Man, it's just he's he's fucking brutal, man. Mm-mm. But. uh that does conclude the story in Winterfell, and we we head over to Stannis's army still in the north, where they've made camp during a violent snowstorm. Shit's just getting worse and worse for Stannis, and stuff deteriorates for him fast. Yeah, you know, like he looked like he could win a couple episodes ago. It's not looking good nope. now. Now he is fucked. That's how quick shit can change in this show, and I love yeah. that. You know, like I was I was trying to remember. Yeah, like what what was his fault? What went wrong? Yeah, and it's just. Because, man, he was looking good. He was looking good, good. Yeah. And then now it's like, well, a shit ton of people died. A lot of the horses died. Um, and Stone, the Stone Crows left, or the Storm Crows left. Yeah. Um, like, they're gone. 500 men gone. 
You know, like that's a lot of dudes. 500 men down at least. At least one of the wooden pieces worth that Stannis took off of the board. True. Uh, so that's a, it's a large amount. Yeah. Davos is like, come on, we got to go back. Yeah. Let's go back to Castle Black and Stannis. I appreciate, you know, pride cometh before the fall, as we see. But I do, like, he's got a point. If he goes back to Castle Black, they are certainly fucked. Yeah. And not only are they fucked, but the Night's Watch is fucked. They don't have the means to support him through an entire winter. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. So, like, his being like, I don't want to become the king who ran, and you can see Davos starts to speak up like, sir, you won't be a king at all. You know, like, uh, yeah, it's, we're, it's we're a, past that, you know, yeah, like, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I like, usually I'm on Davos' side no matter what, but this is kind of a tough situation. It's like, oh, it is. And Stannis, I, I love, I love the line he delivers where he's like, uh, you know, we, uh, oh, what's he say? We, we go forward when mm-hmm. we win, never we back. Lose. Yeah, he's like never backwards, always yeah. forward. I was it's like, that's forward. hard. That's hard. I was like, yeah. you know what? You know, you, you I, grow a little bit of a beard, Stannis, and I'll follow you anywhere. You know, um, yeah. but uh, I was, I was like, I, I'm kind of also like, hey, Melisandre, like your main thing's fire. Like you don't think warm you, these people up. You're bro. warm. You know, she even she even has John feel her. She's like, hey, feel me. I'm warm. I'm chilling in this elevator right now, going up to the mm. wall. Um. You can't, like, I don't know. She can light up every Dothraki blade on fire, but she can't, like, light yeah, like, we get a little bit of a, get a little bit of a mention of that here in a moment, too, because Stannis goes over to Melisandre and is like, uh, come on, let's make a shadow baby and kill Ramsay. How about that? Um, and, uh, Melisandre's like, no. She Not was again. bending over, all seductive, like over yeah. the table and yeah. stuff. She she knows what she was doing, you yeah. know. She Stannis is she, like, "I'm about it. Let's do this thing." And Melisandre's yeah. like, "I've seen the visions. They will come true. I saw myself at the Battle of Winterfell. Mm. Yeah. Um, I saw the Bolton flag yeah. taken down. Yeah. Um, but by that time, she'd rode there with John. Um, oh. at Davos." You know, mm. like th- what she sees is the battle of the bastards. That's what she sees. Uh, she doesn't know that, you know, uh, that's incredible. Yeah. She, she okay. states, you know, there will be a sacrifice, one with King's yeah. blood. Um, and he's like, we don't have any of the bastards. And he's like, we have something better. And he, Stannis is infuriated. That is my hey. daughter orders her to leave. Yeah, you in the mood now, Stannis? So what do you think about that one, bud? You know, at least he's very against it right away, you know. Uh he still does it. Yeah, um, all it's going to take is a few more horses and men pe- men dying. That's all. Damn. Nothing like a... nothing massive happens that makes him do that. It's just that shit keeps getting worse and he does that. You know, and then in doing that, it sucks all the life out of him and his followers. Nobody wants to follow this guy anymore. He just burned his daughter at the stake. He doesn't even really want to go on after he's burned his daughter at the stake. You know, like it's just, yeah, I don't know about the, I don't know, you know, I don't know about that one, chief. Like Uh, Melisandre, like that's, you can tell it's not like a 
manipulation game that she's trying to play. Because this is just a very bad move, um, all in all. Yeah, um, no, there's maybe, no tact behind her choice here. Or she realizes Stannis is not the one. She's lying in what she sees, and she clearly sees Stannis not at this battle. She sees John there or some shit. I don't think that's the case. She suffers a crisis of faith after Stannis dies. Oh. Uh, she is that. certain that this is the case, and this is her doing everything she can to make herself right. Uh, you know, okay. we've got to sacrifice your daughter or else there's a really good chance I won't be right. You know, Damn. we're heading in a direction that is really bad. So we got to take a giant fucking swing or else I'm wrong. And the Lord of Light is not on my side. You know, like that's uh That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. God but that concludes man. that story in the north. And we Eesh. head to the water gardens. Um mm. this is where Prince Duran has uh his bodyguard bring Marcella to Jamie in the quarters where he is confined as Jamie is concerned for her safety. And displaying a somewhat more critical mind than her brothers, Marcella is uh she's suspicious. She's like, Why the fuck are you here? you know? And Jamie's like, uh, well, you know, there's complicated matters. Uh, Cersei wants you back home. And she's like, nope, she told me to come here. She wants me to come back. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to marry Tristane. We're going to stay here and everything's going to be fine. And uh, that's kind of the extent of that scene. It was a really good one. I loved Marcella being like, you don't even know me, you know, uh, especially considering she's the one who like knows he's her dad. You know, she's the only one of the kids who is fairly certain of that being the case. Um, really? She says it like right. He tells her right before she dies. And she's like, I know. Mm. She's like, yeah, no, I I gathered, you know, like. Uh, OK, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's uh, like, I remember. Uh, she's like, I know. And I don't care. You know, like, I'm I'm glad you were. I'm glad you're my dad. You know, like. I, and then she dies, which makes it all the sadder. But uh yeah, that's going to blow. That's not very far away either. Please. Um, Man. Yeah, this How's, is five, is this, six, seven, eight. It's just is this death show good? after death after death, no, man. Let me, let me rewind. Is this show actually good? Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. Is this is this good? Is I mean, is it's it, been this way. Like, I said five, six, seven, eight. They just drop like flies. But, man, it was like Ned season one. Uh, season three, we lose fucking Rob Catlin, like the entire Stark family. Like it's just, it just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, but man, yeah. We next cut to the cells where Braun is, uh, oh. he's, he's going to town on that tune there. That you, he bro. screwbles up a little warble. Uh, yeah. Brothers, oh brothers, my days here are done. The Dornishman's taken my life. But what does it matter? For all men must die. And I've tasted the Dornishman's wife. I have. I've tasted the Dornishman's wife. Fucking goes, man. And I love that that's the chorus. You know, he got he got the first verse in before. And they cut straight to the chorus. Janie, don't cut this man off right before he gets to the drop of the song. He got to the good shit. He got to the good shit there, bro. You know, at least the Sand Snakes got to hear it. Um, You know, uh, she gives him a little. um, Tyene gives him a little bit of an applause there. She's like, wait, he's got a good voice. 
Uh, she also knows that he is dying of poison. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a good same point. Time. Um, and she, she knows, I love how she knows that the whole time. Like, oh yeah, it's a very, very fun, you know, how's your arm? He's like, it's yeah. fine. Ain't shit. And she's like, okay. You know, she's like, here in a sure. little bit, it won't be. Sure. Uh, sure. It's not fun. I bet, I bet it feels great. Um, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. This, this was hilarious. You know, she's, she's just giving him one last treat before he passes out or maybe dies because like, if he doesn't catch that little itty bitty ass bee. No, he's dead. Yeah. Like, see you later. This is the poison that kills Marcella. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is this what also did the mountain in? I think it's a, it's technically a different poison. Actually. I think that, like, the, they refer to it as, some, like, the, 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 something kiss. Or not, no, like, the, uh, the long goodbye. Like, the long, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they might. I don't think it's called that in King's Landing, actually. No, I don't I think, think it about is either. It. Maybe that's because it's called something different by Maesters of the Citadel. But like mm. for them, it's the long goodbye. That's you what know, they like, call it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like the, it's probably that's the got a technical name. name that it received yeah, by the, the medical name, but this is yeah. the just the badass name. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. That's almost certainly what did the mountain in. Uh, but uh. Bron brushes it off, you know, it's a new scar, ain't no thing, and uh, the two begin to talk about Tyene's beauty, and Bron's like, ah, you know, I've seen I've seen some pretty beautiful Heather, women. And who was this one girl in King's Land? I mean, um... I've suddenly lost all memory, you know, I don't, I don't really remember, remember much. I love the way this is just kind of like a... <laughs> Standard protocol. Obara and Nymeria are both like, "Gosh, she's at it again." You know, like oh, that's, uh, God, here she goes. Yeah, there's my sister just getting yeah, there's naked. My sister getting naked for a random uh, prison mate. That yeah, this is one of those. Uh, no one would do this type shit, but they just D and D threw it in here because yeah, well, yeah. You know, I thought that like. The characterization of Tyene is very, very interesting. You know, I love, I, I love the idea of a femme fatale who uses her sexuality to kind of like, you know, she's got like this Selena Kyle Catwoman thing going on about her. You know, like that's kind of the vibe I get from her. Um, yeah. but this is, uh, you know, we've gotten, we've gotten a fair share of nudity in this show and rarely has it been tasteful. Um, mm. Yeah. And rarely has it been the point, you know, like, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're like, they are, they're like, check out this woman's tits, you know, like that is, that is what the camera is on pretty much the entire scene. Um, even when she covers up, they're like close up on her breasts getting covered and it's like, yep. okay, you know, like that's, you know, if she was okay doing that and she felt comfortable doing that, hey, all the power to you. Just feels weird that you were like, "This is what we're doing with this scene." Okay, you know, like, uh, yeah, like I question it. Um, I, I like the moment of her having like the, you know, anti venom or yeah, like no, that. like again, no, the general idea, and as is the entire deal with the sand snakes. I love the done, idea of them, yeah, but the execution is rarely just, there. Yeah. Could have just been like, oh. Oh, I might drop it. Like, oh, uh oh, oh, I'm, if I'm not careful, you know, yeah, I don't know. Right. It could have just been like that, you know, not like, am I the most beautiful woman in the world, you know, type, you know, or whatever. Well, um, she doesn't even need to get naked necessarily. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, they do it pretty well. Um, Tyene is, I mean, the actress playing her is, is doing a hell of a job in the scene too. I like the, like I said, she's giving me that, that femme fatale vibe that is, mm-hmm. is really, really effective and fantastically well done. Yeah. Rosabelle Laurenti, Laurenti Sellers, Rosabelle Laurenti Sellers. Fantastic mm-hmm. performance by her here. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Bron's like, yeah, please, 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 please. And I remember watching this for the first time thinking like, fuck, you know, we're, we're about to lose Braun, and it's yeah. some uneventful shit, you know. Uh, and luckily, he gets his he gets his little bit of po- uh, his little bit of uh, the antidote and sucks it on down. But uh, yeah, it's good shit. Good shit. A close one. Yeah, and then just- ultimately a fun scene. Just could have been done better, I think, and a little mm-hmm. more tastefully. Um, True. Yeah, because I mean, like, man. Dario and Amelia, like, in, or Dario and Amelia, Dario and Daenerys up there. I don't know. That was just, like, shot. It just looked beautiful. beautiful. Well, and that's the other thing is that, like, there's a scene earlier in the show with Melisandre where she is in the bathtub. I remember this very vividly because I thought the nudity was done incredibly tastefully. Um, Mm. Where they angle it to where, you know, her breasts are full frontal. You can see her every once in a while, but she positions her hands to where you can't see her. And then they position like something in the foreground yeah. to where you can't see her completely. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously when she gets up and moves, you can see her a little bit, but you know, you had those bars there. And instead of using the bars to block her nipples, they were like, we're actually going to fit it so that it's perfectly in between perfectly. the bars. So you could yeah. see it, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, which, you know, like, that's true. Yeah, they, you know, there's there's they, little it's little things the like idea that, that Braun is seeing them without yeah. us having to see them too. You know, it, it, yeah. that's really the point of her. And I mean, to, like, here's yeah. the thing: <laughs> I don't want it to sound like I'm like, oh, I'm I, uh, I hate looking at that. Uh, but like, I just know that it could be done more tastefully. That's all, and. Uh, mm. The way D&D write this character is fucking horrendous. So, like, uh, we'll get there, though. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just a Dorn thing. Maybe they're just all sexed up down there. I mean, like, look at Pedro Pascal. Look at, Beautiful. like, that dude's a sex icon. And I don't know. Maybe that's, that's just, God. they're all just like that down there. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, Especially his offspring. Um, that's true. That is his child. That is his daughter. Yeah. So, you know, it runs in the family. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I guess. And uh, that is actually also the daughter of Alaria, the woman we've been seeing who they, they had like, up, dude. Yeah. 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 Like, so it's all good. It's all good there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're next in King's Landing and I believe we're there. Uh, we only have two locations left King's Landing mm-hmm. and Marine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, in the Great Sept of Baylor, Lady Olena meets with the High Sparrow to discuss the imprisonment of her grandchildren, Sir Loris and Queen Marjorie. And although they briefly bond over the infirmities of age, she demands that he release them, and he declines, stating that they will be punished for their crimes as anyone would mm. be punished for their crimes. Uh, they swore before the gods, and they lied. Um, the High Sparrow tells her that the gods' law must be applied to everyone equally, and Olena tries to bribe him. What do you want? You want gold? What is this? And mm. I love him here being like, this must be strange it, for you. 
you know, yeah. all your life you've been met with people who want something. I don't want shit. I mean, this is it for me. I really did like him here. I I liked him enough to go with him for the performance because mm. I think here and with uh, Lena Headey later on, he's going head to head with two of the goats of the yeah. show. Right, yeah, Diana Rigg and uh, Lena Headey here. Yeah. Both of them down, dude. And he he has um one of my other lines possibly. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. He says, "You are the few. We are the many." And when the many stop fearing the few, just kind of trails off and is like walks out, dude. Sort of like, kind of. It reminded me of like the Marva bar that she dropped whenever they're all banging the the pots, um, and shit. Mm. And she's like, and then you know, you don't want to know what happens whenever it goes silent. You know? Yeah, right, like, right. Whenever it stops. That's when you start to get scared, and like that's mm-hmm. it's kind of what he was doing, you know. Yeah, no, like, for sure. Um, I don't know I, th- I thought it was really sick. Oh, and I mean, I, like again, just incredible performers going toe to toe. Jonathan Price and Diana Rigg here. Whenever she's like, "Yeah, the man of the people" thing, I get it. It's fucking old, you know. Yeah. Like uh, the act, your act is up, buddy. Shit, like I know you're not this nice. Come on. Like, he's like, bro, I ain't acting shit. Yeah, bro. this is. This is what I do. I know you. You pride yourself in finding the scheme that everyone has. You know, I'm actually like, just a religious zealot, which makes me one of the most dangerous people alive. Um, <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm actually nice. Like, I, I'm actually not the person you think I am. I'm just, I'm, in, I'm so in belief of who I am that I, I. He really thinks that he is like a. a no, Jesus yeah. To him, he is character. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, it's, it's. it's wonderful little scene there but uh mm. returning to her little returning to her little fucking it's called a palanquin technically but i would not have guessed that um elena receives a letter bearing peter baelish's seal and meanwhile in the red cape this is when i really really feel bad for tommen you know this is one of his more memorable scenes yeah um whenever he starts going like i'm the king She's the queen in prison and there's nothing I can do. You know, like I remember that very vividly. And then him being like, I will burn it to the ground. You know, like I will kill every last one of them. And Cersei's like, you won't though. <laughs> you know, like, uh, let me talk to them for you, son. Come, yeah. come on. She's like, I know you, I know that you feel that way. But you're also too fucking nice. You would never do anything like come that. Come on, dude. Yeah. Like, Great scene here, though, of uh, yes. you know, motherly love. Um, and Cersei was like, you know, you, you said you would burn down shit for Marjorie. Let me tell you, I would actually, actively um, blow up and kill and burn. And uh, that, that, that that's how much I love you, Tommen, okay? Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah, I went with Lena Headey, and I previously uh, had Cersei as my character. Um, I went with Lena Headey for the performance because of this scene first um yeah Yeah, and then it only gets better with her um but her little conversation with her and conversation with her son and being like well you know um i love you more than you could possibly know and she's in tom and goes i know and she goes no no you don't you can't you know like you cannot know um not until you have children of your own I would do anything for you. I would, I would burn cities to the ground. 
Uh, and then she gives him that hug and that tear falls down her cheek. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Lena Headey yeah. is it, you know? Uh, yeah. They were both crying there. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom and, Tom was well, I, I would, I would make the wager that this is the, the actor who plays Tom in his best scene. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, his most memorable scene is sadly. Um, yeah. You know, he doesn't have to do much. Um, but this, you know, he, he, I like, Lena, him and Lena Headey, they did a great job in this one. This was was a very, very touching moment um, between the two of them. Oh, yes, man, absolutely. Yeah, this director, fucking let's go, dude. Like, this this was, um, I don't know, a lot of really good moments that you don't get at all mm. in this show. Very rare moments. Rare well, and I was curious, this is one of those... Uh, this is one of those scenes where there was something with Stannis a few episodes back, Stephen Dillon, where I was like, you presented this in such a way where I am of the mind. You have to be a father. You know, you have to be a parent. And I thought the same for Lena Hetty, but I looked into it here. She didn't have her first child for two months after this premiered, which means that during this, she was probably not even pregnant oh. yet. Oh, you know, yeah. like uh, the production process and such, like it probably I took know. at least, you know, at least that long. She might have been uh, crazy enough. She might have been. I can't imagine they started shooting this season seven months before. Maybe they were getting close to wrapping it by then. But mm. um, wow. Yeah, Man. no. So, yeah, she was uh, she was oh, on her that's... way to becoming a mom, which is pretty cool. Um but yeah, I went with Lena Hetty. She's she's fucking incredible. Phenomenal. Um, yeah, this this was incredible, and this is just one one scene. Yeah, no, she uh, gets she gets two more where I'd argue she's probably even better in vastly different ways, and that's mm. that's baller. But uh, later on, Littlefinger meets with Elena in his ransacked brothel. He looks through his little peephole that he was a little pervert uh, with, and uh, they, I love that detail. Love that just. That he had He's a- longing for the days of old when he'd look through that little peephole and someone was sucking somebody's dick. You know, like that's just what he he misses yep. seeing on the other side of that door. Yeah. Um, but they oh. share a tense conversation here, and Olena reminds him the role that they both played in Joffrey's murder, and that should her house fall, she will have no reason to keep his involvement a secret. Um. And Littlefinger explains why he returned to King's Landing. He dared not refuse Cersei's summons and was obliged to give her information. And he tells Elena that he will never, uh, he will give her the same thing he gave Cersei, a handsome young man, implied in this instance to be Lancel. She's like, he's like, got this for you. I'm going to get Cersei locked up. Um, I thought he was talking about uh, little Aaron boy um, up in the Vale, that he was going to mm-hmm. marry... Um, because Sansa was now being married to Ramsay, not gonna marry. Um, what's the little? What's his first name? Robin. Robin. Robin Aaron. Oh, who? Would, guess... Who would Robin marry? This is true. Marjorie. Oh she's, no, she's, she's the fucking she's the queen. queen. Why would she want to marry? Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. What was I thinking? The same thing she pro- – oh, and that, he, he didn't even promise Cersei another – what am I – I don't know what I'm on. Yeah, no, he was – Fucking the – Peter was the, like, I'll get the I'll get Cersei locked up for you. That's all I can do. I can't yeah, get them released, but I can get you revenge. I don't know what I was on. This makes far more sense. <laughs> uh, um, 
But, alas, in the sept cell, Cersei meets with Marjorie and brings her food. Uh, but Marjorie refuses. Get the fuck out of here, you heinous bitch! A little uh, passive-aggressive detail, too. I just had it for dinner last night. You're having my leftovers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, as well. Like, oh my god, this was I just... fucking love Ooh. when Cersei gets passive-aggressive. I Like, what I found... This blew my mind, okay? When we were watching this episode, I was watching this last night, I found myself rooting for Cersei fucking Lannister, bro. I found myself rooting for her, and when she gets dragged off, I'm disappointed. And I'm like, that's never happened, you know? I've always been like, this bitch. And whenever she's getting dragged off, like, fuck yes. Now I'm like... talk about Marjorie at all in that cell. I was like... Damn, Cersei, you let her know. Like, let her know. Exactly. Bro, I mean, like, I feel bad for Marjorie, and she don't deserve this or nothing, but I like that Cersei's like, you know, I got what I needed, you know? Uh, And Marjorie being like, uh, no wonder your son picked me and put you behind behind him. Um, And Cersei's like, okay, okay. Uh, Touche. Yeah. Um, Damn. All right, you got one dagger in there, but... Look at who's in a cell and who's not. Ha ha ha, loser. And then yep. Cersei can, she conceals uh, her fury to a degree and tells Marjorie her trial will soon begin and that her son needs his mother more than ever. And Marjorie throws the stew at Cersei and yells at her to get out. And Cersei leaves the cell, leaves the cell smiling smugly. Hmm. And on her way out, a still gleeful Cersei meets with the High Sparrow in a chapel that predates the Great Sept. And I like that whole breakdown, too, from Jonathan Price being like, well, he did not, there's no name. Nobody knows who built this. Not like that fucking monstrosity upstairs. Yeah. It's like a that, respect thing, you know? It's yeah. like the, the, the people who built this understood that it stood for something greater. You know, he's given this monologue. Wh- yeah, faith while without knows. anything in return, you know? Yeah, like... like and Cersei's just like she thinks she's she's like still you know she's the queen mother you know it's like she um, does that little fucking eyebrow raise and that slight tilt of her lip upwards you know there's yeah she's yeah, she's, she's feeling like, herself yeah but in but fact school, more than she ever has she is like this is completely beyond her you know uh and as it becomes closer and closer the pair briefly discuss the legal process where Marjorie and Loras will be put on trial, you know, seven sept, you know, seven septons and uh will you be one of them? Yes, and as the conversation goes on, it becomes clear. The high sparrow is about to hit her with an uno reverse card. <laughs> and when uh brother Lancel appears and Cersei's like, "Fuck, that's my cousin who I banged." Um uh-oh. He had a yeah. lot to share about you, Cersei, by the way. He had a yeah. lot to get off his chest. Now he's free. He yeah, told she's like, let me go. No. Like her screaming, getting dragged into the cell, and then looking at the Septa and being like, look at my face. Mm. It will be the last thing you see before you die. And it is. Um, oh. She does. Yeah. Because she does have a walk of shame here. Is that this season? That's the finale of this season. Damn. Yeah, that does happen. She gets her payback. I think I remember that. I remember her getting her payback, but I don't remember how it's done. Ooh. Um, I don't think it's technically the last thing she sees, but does she the last know thing that she'll see is the mountain. Is the reason yeah. that she is dead. Okay. Oh, the ma- Ah. Okay. Um, 
and not just like a the mountain's gonna the mountain's gonna execute you thing. Like it's like the mountain's gonna have his way and then kill you, uh, sort of thing. Zombie mountain. Zombie mountain. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty Does bad. He even have any sexual pleasure? What I doubt. I doubt. At like, I don't even think that he would be doing zombie any, mountain like dumb. You know, right. <laughs> Does he have any urges whatsoever, or does he just listen to what Cersei has to I say? I need answered, you know, when it comes to Game of Thrones. I don't care where the White Walkers come from. Well, and I think that maybe, I can't remember specifically. I remember having that impression, but maybe it's just that the mountain's going to torture her and then kill her. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oof. Yeah, bad stuff, bad stuff. But that, that role is actually played by Hannah Waddingham, who is fantastic absolutely love that actress and this was the first thing i ever saw her in so whenever uh she pops up as like a cheerful happy friendly woman and other things it's like i remember you as the septa who carries around a bell going shame shame i mean she is a she is a woman man that is a presence you know like she is she is a tall woman um dude an amazon if i've ever seen one um, hmm. but, uh, yeah, she's dope. And that's, uh, that's the end of that there. But, uh, hmm. we then head to Marine where Jorah is sold by Malco to Yazanzo Quagas, apparently. Mm-hmm. And before Yazan leaves, Tyrion convinces him that Jorah and he are a team. Uh, and he's like, bullshit. And Malco's like, he's funny. And then, uh, he goes ahead and pulls the guy with his chains down, beats him to, Beats the shit out of him with the chains. And then Yazan goes, uh, you're right. He is funny. Flicks him some, flicks him some dough and walks out with him. Um, and then in Moraine, Daenerys and Dario are discussing her impending marriage to his Darzola rock. Let's you know, go. Dario. Dude. Yeah. Like this, I don't know. Daenerys and Amelia Clark, like she's always hot. Like always. Like it's effortless. This was like a different. I don't know. She had the eyes or something mm-hmm. like this. No, this was like, like a the, the angle it was shot to. You mm-hmm. know, I don't the know. lighting, uh, everything, everything about it. it. Dario too. Uh, there was a there, like. There's like this romance movie. Yeah. Not like romance novel essence of them. You know, like this is the shit mm-hmm. where like uh, it'd be like uh, he cradled her quivering bosom. You know, like that sort of shit. You know, like it that opens with him being like. Yo, like his Darla Rack, whatever, like what's going on there? And, and then she's like, oh, he knows that our marriage is strictly um, political political or whatever. And then, you know, like it's it's already opening up spicy, whatever. And no, this, I mean, yeah, both of them were looking, looking fine. Dario delivered my other maybe line. Dario delivered my line. Um, oh, maybe it is that. Then I'll let you go first then because uh, I don't want to steal it if it is your line. Oh no! no I, uh, I'll go through the scene here real quick. But uh, mm. and and uh, he rejects his suggestion. You know, she, he proposes, which was cute. He's like, "You could marry me instead." Dang. You know, and she's like, "As inadvisable a thing as that is to do, um, I I can't. You know, I can't do that." And he's like, "You can. You can do whatever you want. You're the queen." And she goes, "No, I'm not." And he delivers. I'm assuming your line. Hmm. Okay, so it's not yours, yeah. No. No, he says, yeah, you're the only person in Marine that isn't free. Mm. Um, and, like, it, 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 like, he sits back, you know, kind of, like, up against the, 
the headboard or whatever. And then like Daenerys actually like kind of thinks about it for a little bit. She like leans up, she She's carries kind of the like, oh, covers dude. up a little bit and she, you know, like that whole thing fucking like the intimacy they put on display here was outstanding. You know, the fact that they are capable of something like this and they do so much to make sure, you know, that they treat women like shit in other regards is yeah. bizarre. Um, yeah. It, it's 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 wildly interesting yeah, to me, but uh, handled, like we're talking about a scene with you know women nudity wasn't very handled well. Like this is like I don't know. This is this beautiful. is as tasteful as anything ever has been. Oh, um, it was uh it was awesome. Yeah, I, but yeah, Dario advises her that on the day of the fighting pits, when they are reopened, gather all the great wise and good masters you can find and slaughter them all. And Danny is like I cannot do that i will not be a butcher and dario answers with my favorite line mm. all rulers are either butchers or meat um which is a piece of advice she takes eventually yeah yeah i don't know about that I've, I've, every time there's a line like this that you can even perceive as kind of alluding to her killing mm. a bunch of fucking people um, I pick it because it's just like there are so many little details. And, you know, of course, in this moment, she goes like, that's not me. That's not what I'm going to do. But every single time it's someone she cares about or someone she respects or someone she mm -hmm. listens to going, but you might have to, you know, like uh, it, and it's and it makes you realize, like, as badly as she didn't want to, it was something she was going to do, you know, like uh, it was on the on the table multiple times yeah it was like well do i just kill all of them do i mm -hmm. no, okay we'll see well it's just the fact that she did it when she didn't need to that it became a bit of a problem uh but mm -hmm. uh you know the bells were ringing they were surrendering ah but regardless uh next up we head to the fighting pits and this is where my favorite scene is yazan takes his fighters to marine to test them in the lower pits and seek out those who are worthy to fight in the great pit of Daznak. Uh, and they fight in front of a reluctant Daenerys as his dar convinces her that the marine, the marine ruler must be there. Uh, occasionally make the rounds to the lower pits ahead of the main tournament. And, uh, she is not having it. You know, that people are getting brutally murdered for her entertainment in her honor. Um, and she's like, yeah, that's enough. I'm good. And his dar's like, it is tradition, my lady. You must stay until the ruler is, is confirmed. And she's like, this fucking sucks. I think I've done enough of your fucking tradition, homie. Um, and whenever he hears something, uh, Jorah in the, the little locker room, uh, hears about, here's my queen, the queen. The, he's like, oh, fuck yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, He's like, yo, all right. My moment has come. This was my I other character consideration. Mm. In fact... I might like just the idea uh, that he goes out there, no. puts the helmet on, and wins it the way she wants it to be won. No. That's okay. It's all right, ghost. It's all right. It's all right, ghost. But uh the fact that he wins it the way she wants it to be won. You know, yeah. he recognizes that this brutality is something she does not want. And if he can go out there and beat them her way maybe she'll admire him again, you know? So he goes out there and he, I mean, he beats the shit out of everyone 
easily. Like, it is not close. And this is what I was talking about last week when I was like, he knows that if he goes out there, he's going to fucking win. You know, like, that's uh, that's his whole fucking thing. I loved uh, Tyrion, like, trying to pull open the, and then the guy coming up and chopping it for him and being like, yeah, I got you, friend. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Funny as fuck. Love that random fucking guy who's like, yeah, sure, I'll help you out, man. Uh, But yeah, Jorah does the thing he needs to do, and when Yazan tries to stop him on his way in, he <laughs> knocks him out, and everyone's like, yeah, this fucking guy, I like that. Uh, but uh, Jorah easily defeats everyone, impressing Danny enough to prevent her from leaving, and when he reveals his identity, her face swiftly twists from smile to scowl, and she says, get him out of my sight. And uh, yep. before the Unsullied can comply, Jorah declares, I've brought you a gift. And just then, she's like, what could you have possibly given me? And Tyrion's like, me! I'm the gift! And they're like, who the fuck are you? This moment gave me chills last night. Because Uh, it reminds, like, this is, like, major stories crossing, you know? Like, uh, whenever he's like, I'm Tyrion Lannister. And Daenerys, like, looks looks at her like, oh? You know, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. You know, I remember watching this for the first time being like, Let's go. You know, that sort of shit. Yeah, no, this is hype. This is. So that's why I picked it for my favorite scene. It just reminded me of the first time I watched it and being like, this show is fucking special. You know, we got the main characters. Like, if there are three main characters of the show, it's Daenerys, Jon, and Tyrion. And now two of them have come into contact. That's pretty fucking huge. Targaryen theory that Tyrion's another one. Yes, of course. You have three dragons, and it fits very well. You know, the knight take one over, but, like, I don't know. Um, Targaryen here doesn't always have to be white, you know. John is a very good example. Very good example, yes. Um, Unless Ned just dyed his hair black so much as a kid. That it stayed. The pigment sank in. Or no, like, uh, yeah, or just the Stark. I think he just got them Stark jeans is all. That's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, no, but yeah, I like that his hair is slowly evolving from the blonde to the brown to signify his distance from the Lannisters and how he's changed. Um, or not changed, but just grown further away from his family. Um, love that shit. But yeah, that concludes the episode. So it was a goodie. And I was very happy with it. Um, oh, yeah. A great director. I, I'm glad. It, it written by D and D though, so that's that. You know, got to give them their props here. I think. I think it was. was to great. an extent, one of their a pretty good episode on their part. You know, uh, I could point to a few things that are probably their fault. Um, True. Uh, you know, down in the, in the uh, Dornishman's wife uh, down yes. there. I, I, I'd say that's on. I the, have. I've tasted the Dornishman's wife. But a lot of. I don't know, like, uh, Aegon, a- a- or Aemon, I think, was handled very, very well. That was a very yes, nice yes. moment for the episode. Um, Cersei and Tommen, another highlight. Um, also just Cersei the whole time. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good. And I liked it a lot. It's a, it was a very entertaining episode, you know? Uh, probably not quite my favorite of the season by any means, but not. 
not my least favorite. You know, I've I've liked episodes less. I like it more than last week. You know, I know there there was some stuff that wasn't extremely tasteful, but last episode was even less tasteful. So yeah. like, uh, oh yeah, I'll take it. I think. I mean, like the lowest you given everything was last episode of seven five, and then after that it'd be an eight five. Oh, I'm 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 eight seven five yeah. about we, you know nine. We get episode two of this season, and then three would be a nine. Um, High Sparrow. And I think, I don't know, I think I am up there at, at like, a nine. Um, I think this just had a lot of really cool moments, and you're right, like, the end. uh, Strong ending. A huge crossover. um, Been been long awaited, and now now we'll see them, uh, their stories start to take off, which is really good. I think I'm, I think I'm around a nine um, myself, if I had to. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with a nine. Um, and I'm probably not far off from that critically. It was a damn good episode. You know, I thought it was a brilliant looking episode. Uh, whenever like Tom and Cersei are talking and he's looking out the window and she walks Mm -hmm. over to him and the light streaming in over their head, like Mm -hmm. fucking gorgeous. The snow. Yeah. yeah, Like it's just, it's a pretty episode. You know, like this episode. Yeah. And in Winterfell mm -hmm. look nice. Like Ramsey hate the guy, but love all the snow just like on him and his hair. Oh yeah. um, Yeah. All that, yeah. I, and no matter how fucking terrible a character Ramsey is, you and Rian is still a very fine looking man. That's a, that's a good looking dude. Yeah, um, love. And, it, now that I know it's a camera trick uh, with Theon, um, that that's not actually the tower. I, I even like that really wide shot that like of him walking across the courtyard. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. From the tower window, that whole sequence was just shot really, really well. Um, yeah, man. I know a lot of. A lot of really cool vi- like visuals this episode. I thought it was, mm. it was really nice. Um, I know I love it. I love that stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, probably hovering around a nine. I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's that's what we gave episode three. It was a nine enjoyment and nine critically. Um, yeah, give it nines across the board, baby. Yeah, I think I like that. That's we have uh, three nines uh, flat this uh, season on average. Uh, again, episode three, High Sparrow, and then episode four, Sons of the Harpy, averaged out to be a nine. As All well. right. So I yeah. dig that. I dig that. I can get with that. We've got a Ooh. a fucking goodie next week, man. We're back yeah, for hard home next week. Always, always uh, the same thing that happens. I obviously know the big event in which that happens this episode. Is it? Is it all north of the wall? No. Yeah, because I I don't I don't know what uh, I'd be willing to bet that's only a good fifteen to twenty minutes of the fifty minute runtime. Like, there's no way it's a majority of the episode. Mm-mm. We gotta check in at other places. It's you know, a- I think they show them showing up there. They show them meeting with the, you know, they show them meeting with the wildling tribes and kind of like all that takes a while at the beginning of the episode, and then they show up, and that takes another little bit of the yeah. episode. So like, uh, mm. it's gonna be a goodie, and I'm fucking excited for it, man. Um, I wonder, I just, I don't know at all what else is in the episode, which is always a surprise and a delight that we I love that. I love that. Well, when there's something that you can point to so obviously and go, this is the fucking thing, you know, everything kind of falls by the wayside and I'm sure we'll be pleasantly surprised as that usually happens for us. But, uh, we've got some good stuff in the meantime as that will be next Monday. But Mm -hmm. this week we continue our director spotlight for Martin Scorsese. With Casino and the Gangs of New York. And I am so very excited for that. Those are some good episodes that we've already got recorded. And you will enjoy them. 
Uh, especially if you're a Scorsese fan. If you're not a Scorsese fan, you should check out those movies and listen to us talk about them. It's a lot It'll of fun. I'm you know? a Scorsese uh, fan um, if you do so, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's little to no doubt about that. Very easy to become a fan of. That is for sure. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, pretty universally likable films there. But, uh, yeah. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. For $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening and to continue downloading. That is a huge, huge help. We've had a good few months here in a row, and we are so close to reaching my goal for the year, and we're not even very close to the end of the year yet, which is very cool. I'm super happy about that. Um, but yeah, remember to stand strong alongside SAG-AFTRA. Uh, their strike continues in spite of the WGA's ending. And uh, they deserve your solidarity. They deserve what they're asking for. It's not much. It isn't at all. They deserve to be paid for their work. And they deserve to own their likeness. Uh, they do not deserve to be replaced by AI in any capacity. So, mm. I think that's reasonable. Uh, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And brothers, oh brothers, my days here are done. The Dornishman's taken my life. But what does it matter for all men must die? And I've tasted the Dornishman's wife. I have, I've tasted the Dornishman's wife.